is my strength and my song. The Lord has chastened me sorely. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who would examine me. Do we not have the right to our food and drink? Do we not have the right to be accompanied by a wife as the other apostles and the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Or is only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working for a living? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit? Who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? Do I say this on human authority? Does not the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox when it is treading out the grain. Is it for oxen that God is concerned? Does he not speak entirely for our sake? It was written for our sake because the plowman should plow in hope and the thresher thresh in hope of a share in the crop. If we have sown spiritual good among you, is it too much if we reap your material benefits? If others share this rightful claim upon you, do we not still more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Peace be with you, the Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Let us be attentive. said this parable, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the reckoning, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had in payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. 
But that same servant, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and besought him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison till he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to the Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you besought me, and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in his anger, his Lord delivered him to the jailers till he should pay all of his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Peace be to you who proclaim the gospel. Good morning. How's the air quality today? The air quality. Have we been looking on the news to see what the air quality is? As wildfires rage in Canada, we in neighboring Minnesota are clearly affected the air quality, the smell, the haze. About half the time, wildfires are caused by lightning. And about half the time, unfortunately, wildfires are caused by humans. Human error, human carelessness. Wildfires affect others, innocent others, who have nothing to do with the cause of the wildfire. It is not fair. In today's gospel lesson, we have another example of something that is not fair. A curious detail in the gospel that saints and preachers have pondered on and conjectured about for the meaning for two millennia. In today's gospel lesson, we read the parable of the unforgiving servant. In this parable, there is a servant who owed the king a ludicrously large amount of money. When the servant cannot repay it, the servant, along with his wife and children, are almost sold into slavery to to repay the debt. This detail that the wife and children also suffer is perplexing. 
Why? Why do the wife and children suffer because of the husband's debt? Many conjectures have been offered through the centuries as to the significance of this detail. But one explanation is that our personal sins choke others around us. Sin chokes others, especially our immediate family, although they are not at fault. Scientists monitor the air quality around the world. They use both satellites and instruments that are on the ground. They measure the airborne particles from industrial pollution, volcanic ash, sandstorms, and the wildfire ash. Scientists monitor the air quality so that innocent people don't get sick or have adverse health effects from the bad air quality. They occasionally issue warnings. Scientists take careful measures, but what are we doing to measure the air quality in our homes? We don't want to hurt those around us, but our carelessness pollutes the spiritual air quality of our homes. We want to keep our families safe, so let's measure the air quality in our homes. Let's monitor and prevent these contaminants of our air quality. Burning anger, stinking greed, foul-smelling words, choking sarcasm, and fiery criticism. Our sins, like wildfires, affect others. They engulf and choke those closest to us, even those who are not at fault. They pollute the air. Let us be self-critical and monitor ourselves. Let us monitor the air quality in our homes and determine how we can improve it. Thankfully, when there are wildfires, that is not the end of the forest. There is hope after a forest fire, despite the scarred landscape, despite the destruction, despite the choking flames. In fact, after a wildfire, one naturalist noted, a burned forest is a unique, incredible, and complicated ecosystem that bursts with new life. For example, after a forest fire, beetles and other insects emerge from the deep parts of a tree. They emerge attracting the elusive black-backed and three-toed woodpeckers. The woodpeckers peck holes into the burned trees, creating new homes for animals. The charred soil contains rich nutrients for new life. The thick brush of the forest floor, now cleared, allows new growth full of sunlight. The fire removes the invasive species so that once the fire is put out, new life and a healthy forest again can begin to grow. Christ helps us put out that fire so that new life can flourish. Christ did the preliminary work by dying on the cross for us and saving the righteous 
from the flames of Hades. This new life that Christ offers can also flourish in our own homes. Our homes can burst with new life in Christ. If we make the effort to monitor the air quality, remove the contaminants, and accept the clean air that God offers us. God can clean up the situation by forgiving, as in today's parable where great forgiveness is offered. God can put the burning fires of the passions out if we turn to him and change our ways. God can clean up the air we breathe if we accept what he offers to us. God can clear out the smoke if we open the doors of repentance. God can plant new life in our homes and in our hearts if we just let him do it. But let us do our part so that the ones around us are not choked by bad air quality. Like the scientists who carefully measure air quality, let us carefully monitor the spiritual air quality in our homes. But how can we do this, practically speaking? We can watch our language. Is it clean? Is it respectful? Is it loving? We can evaluate the entertainment in our homes. Is it wholesome? Are the shows, movies, and video games appropriate? Or are they contaminating the home? We can determine if we are making adequate effort to purify the air. Are we reading the Bible regularly? Does the sweet smell of prayer rise like incense before God every day? Do we emit adequate levels of affectionate words to freshen the air? Is there an air of forgiveness for each other as Christ commands us to do in today's gospel lesson? Are we monitoring our efforts? Brothers and sisters in Christ, let us carefully monitor the spiritual air quality in our homes. Let us clear out the choking smoke with God's help. Let us let his fresh air fill our homes with real changes in our lives. Amen.